it's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. I would love to ask Ed something because he haven't. I think he's an herbal specialist. Um, <laughs> is there any brand of you know the current offerings in your local dispensary that's good, that are good for sleeping soundly? Well, I, I have my own personal bud tender, uh, so I don't ever have to go to a store. Oh, a bud tender? <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Liz, Lizzie is a bud tender. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, is that what Lizzie does for a living? Uh, she freelances, yeah. Okay, wait a minute. Freelancing? Yeah. What does freelancing mean? It means you work for a grow. Okay, I, I don't understand you, Michigan. You, you, it's, it's not in Michigan. <laughs> oh. So where is Lizzie? Uh, she's uh, in the kitchen, I believe. Okay, you don't want to tell me, but anyway, no, she's she's naked. I don't want to. I don't want any, anybody to hear her naked. <laughs> so no. she works for a grower. She's a freelancer and freelancing for... means that it's not going through the store, which is why he should. Uh, not no, no, say it is. It, it it is. It does supply stores, but she is an expert at uh, taking whatever they do, uh, harvesting the stuff. Oh, okay, okay, but yeah. I, I mean, do you get it legally? I guess. Well, well, everything is illegal to the federal government, right? <laughs> of course, yeah. It's so weird. So uh, she's a bud tender, and she gets you what you need. Ed, by the way, of all of us, is the only one who smokes pot. Uh, two tokes a day, yeah. And not, a, not every day. Oh. If things get boring in the morning, and the coffee and Coke isn't working, which I drink 50-50 as of today, uh-huh. um, that, then uh, toke does it. gives me focus. I'm not judging. Mm. No, not at all. You could announce your non-binary on this program tonight, <laughs> and I would have... Nothing to say. I'm gender fluid. <laughs> All right. So Zip asked the question, and Spike's joining us now. Spike, you there? I'm here. Okay, let me give you some volume. How's that? Uh, uh, you guys sound great. Okay. How you do got we do your, it? your heater's volume? on, right? Volume? Volume. It is, and I wish I could figure out a way to shut up. I spent 10 minutes trying to shut up the damn thing off. It wouldn't turn <laughs> off. That's okay. It's whatever. <laughs> Try the next okay. switch. So the show started with a Zip, astoundingly not asking me, but asking <laughs> Ed... Is there some kind of cannabis product I could take to sleep? Uh, and by the way, yeah, Zip has indica. been Zip is. <laughs> this is very disappointing news to the coffee industry. Because yeah. <laughs> he's somehow he's I think they'll make it though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Juan Valdez is training in, yeah. trading in his but burrow. As, as long as I've known Zip, he drinks as much or more coffee than anyone I've ever known. Yeah, which is true. It's at a very early age, sixth grade. My mother let me drink coffee. Come on, in sixth grade. Seriously, no, wow. no bullshit. Did she hey, cold she, don't she, shovel itself, Bob? You yeah. know, come on. <laughs> Good Did fun. she uh, share her pal malls with you too? No, no. But uh, my Not typical breakfast was uh, was uh, toast uh, and coffee, just black coffee and wow. and dry white toast, like Elwood. Blues. Hellwood Blues, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, I, I've got an answer for you, but I want to hear from Ed, who's, um, you know, cohabitating with a bud tender. Ed. Uh, yeah, indica. Just any indica will, will probably do it. Just try one till you like one. Okay. Hmm. But don't okay. do the edibles because it'll knock you on your ass. Hmm. That's what he wants. Um, yeah, no, just to, to go to sleep. sleep. I tried melatonin and some nah, of you know, that's like trying it. to put out. That's like trying to kill a horse with a fly swatter. Yeah. Oh, so, Ed, yeah. do you think CBD would help him sleep as opposed to the THC cannabis? I don't know. I really don't. I think that I've heard, and I don't know if it was Tommy Chong that was endorsing it or not, but that uh, the oil would work. Hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. I use CBD for muscle aches, and it really mm-hmm. does work. As a tonic? Yeah. I, as a platonic. <laughs> no, I, I screw it, Bob. I, no, that's not the word I'm thinking of. What's the <laughs> word for something? A placebo tonic. Yes. Placebo. <laughs> All right. So, so Zip, I um, have suffered from insomnia forever, and I used to take a lot of Ambien. I still have a prescription, but I, I didn't want to take it often. So I do this thing where if I do anything too much, I'm addicted to it. So I have a rotation of things I try to take to go to sleep. Oh boy. oh, boy. But I'm not sure it'll help you if you're still pumping 800 milligrams of caffeine into yourself every day. Well, that's probably true. But I have to admit, getting up to do morning shows really irreparably damaged my, oh, hell yeah. my biorhythmic schedule. It, yeah. it has. Here, here, Unquestion. all of us yeah. agree. Yes, my, my Sir Canadian rhythm has been off ever since, <laughs> um, since I began my career. So what Ed's saying is indica, which yes. people remember. Spike taught me this. People remember yeah. it's, it's like indica couch. Right. right. And indica is the kind of THC that really yeah. can make you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not that yep. you won't get stoned. It's just that you won't be able to stay awake stoned. Everybody must get stoned. <laughs> yeah. Now, a sativa yeah. is, is the it, thinker. Is the, yeah. And if it's you're prone activated. to anxiety yeah. and issues like I have, first off, the marijuana scares the hell out of me uh, because I'm already, I've already got all those wheels spinning. And so yeah. I go off the tracks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, if you want to try something, that there's, a, there's an important word to remember microdose. Mm. Ah. Of course. In other words, uh, Go to your local store. Uh, by the way, there's a coworker of ours whose name I do not want to mention, who recommended a specific a specific indica drop <laughs> <laughs> to Lisa, and she, um, I think she's just nervous about taking that stuff. So she she bought it when we were in Worcester, and then um, you know it's just sitting there. And I I took one one night, and I looked at the contents of it, and there's. 900 milligrams of THC indica, strong indica. Good Lord. In this little, and when I say little tincture bottle, it's about half the size of most of the tincture bottles. And what he says is two drops. Oh, wow. And if you yeah, use 900 it. Milligram, 900 yeah. milligrams is how many drops in there? A hundred? I don't know. But yeah, yeah. so it's, but it's, it, anyway, if you do drops the way I used to pour shots of vodka, this is going to be bad. <laughs> just a single serving bottle, then, right? Yeah. Okay, I think it's like on the airplane. This is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you actually, whatever you do, just go into what go into one of those little shops. But believe me, they're used to seeing us old folk. Yeah. And they're also used to the whole, like, I go in and go, look, I don't want to get high. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> just, I just want to sleep, and I just want, you know, some CBD cream. Yeah. And they'll help you. Uh, but it's Find some cute little bud tender and let her educate you up, man. That's right. Seriously. They're ha- they're happy to, 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 to share their knowledge. And they've been practicing all day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's interesting. And by the way, marijuana, what a... Uh, what a comeback for the Big evil time. weed. Um, Who's the PR agent for that? Oh. I want to know. I want that guy for my career. It's funny. <laughs> I, I mean, I I am deathly afraid of getting high. 
Yeah. But I have all these little drops and creams and, you mm-hmm. know, whenever we would go to California, I shouldn't say this because you're not supposed to bring it home. <laughs> That's true. But now it's legal in Vermont. And you, and you feed the dogs a steak <laughs> when you get Night. to the airport. <laughs> 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 hey, buddy, where's my, where's my taste? Yeah. Um, right. Uh, so anyway, yeah, you're ready. You're ready. But can you cut back on the caffeine? Yeah, I suppose I could. Although I'll tell you, I do not function well without a couple of shots. Honestly, I I don't, I cannot. I, it, it really is a fog. And if I don't drink any, uh, brutal headache, brutal, 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 like migraine. What's the longest you've ever gone cold turkey with no coffee? Interestingly enough, it was back in the Claremont days. I got stuck at at my place. I couldn't get into Claremont. I was without coffee for about a day and a half, but I was blinding my This is the heroin user who says, I get the shakes. There's no way I can quit. What's the longest you've ever gone without? A day and a half, man. I can't do it. (laughs) And the second second I took a sip of coffee, I was Spike, can you sing that John Lennon song? Zip, you, you you know what you got to do because I've done this for I've done this for months. Get wean off of it slowly, first of all. Yeah, yeah, gradual. Like just a little bit less each day, and then you'll be amazed because you'll get down to zero. It might take you know three or four weeks, but just that, let, yeah. Let us not you know don't forget that I was in a um, extended rehab, so I guess I was away. F- from heavy coffee drinking for almost 90 days. They didn't Switch allow coffee. Tea. No, no, they allowed tea. coffee, but uh, there wasn't like a pot brewing 24-7. You know <laughs> <laughs> Just a casual heroin user at that time. <laughs> like he's got a bad. Uh, uh, yeah, you're right. The coffee is. Well, it, but here's the thing. If you could cut back on the coffee, then the indica, which is a really a kind of a peaceful thing, yeah. will have less work to do. And uh, ask our coworker initials. He has the same first name as me. Oh, okay. I did not know that. All right. Uh oh. Well, that's exactly what I wanted to avoid. I, I did not know that. Right, <laughs> <laughs> you are. Is, is is that right? Can you stick around? I <laughs> I, I hear that you that you can't do without coffee. Is that true? <laughs> So, a, a, right. anyway, so thank but, you but, for trying to help. Seriously, I well, it, it may help, but here's the thing, and I've been uh, like to the point where I go, oh, I feel a little something, so I'm not going to take that much. Yeah. And, Suggestion? What's that? Suggestion for Zip? Yeah. Um, I've just switched to I, I. There's a. They did a test drink, and I saw the testimonial on one of the jobs that I was auditioning for. They were mixing coffee and Coke half and half. And uh, they were saying, yeah, it was kind of good. And I tried it, and I like it. And that may, may be one way to wean yourself off. Do, when now, they mix it sh- half and half, do they... Coke? No, yeah. no, Coke Do they zero. mix in the powder oh. and shake it till it dissolves? No. No. I know, right? Yeah. You no. mean Coca-Cola? Yeah. Well, Coke Zero, yeah. Okay. That was really... Oh, oh Coke Zero. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Good that. luck with this. I'll give it a shot. It's good to know. Uh, while friends, we're on the... don't let friends quit coffee, by the way. So <laughs> I don't know what those assholes are telling you. You know, is the Seattle problem? Is, you know, places. you just can't. You just can't sleep at night. That's the problem. When's the, when's your oh, last? Just co- when's your last coffee? Of the, I mean, every three yeah. hours. Yeah. When's you your know. last coffee of the day? 
Uh, well, I'm, I'm drinking coffee now. <laughs> drinking yeah. coffee. You moron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I brushed my teeth with it before bed. Yeah, I think I see the problem. <laughs> we record the show uh, between 10 and 11 oh, yeah. p.m. Yes, we do. And he I mean, needs a cup of coffee to, to get through it. Yeah. You don't have to quit yeah. coffee. You just have to quit coffee after, you know, after dinner. Five. After, five. I, after, me, after, I after noon. It's more psychological with me. It yep. comes from that fear of not waking up in time to get to the show. That's yep. what yeah. I, I used. To, I used to wake up on the hour, two o'clock, three o'clock, four. God, Jesus! I got top of the hour. Here's the news in my sleep. There's a lot of people that have this problem. Oh, um, that's awful! But that's you know, again, you're still drinking a lot of caffeine. Okay. All right. So, does he do? Have you tried decaf, or does that is that just not do it for you? Decaf yeah. is, you know, I never have. I hated the taste of it, too, yeah. for whatever yeah. reason. It's like drinking coffee through a condom. It's no good. <laughs> it's the devil's urine. I, I want you to know, Bob. Decaf, right. now with a reservoir tip. For her pleasure. Yeah. Ribbed for extra flavor. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh God help us. So, uh, coming right. up on the show tonight, we have Spike. Spike O'Neill is here. We are also going to have as a guest, probably in about 10 or 15 minutes, a uh, seasoned veteran talk show host who is a former co-worker. Of We're Zip digging it. up Rush Limbaugh? No. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, uh, she's That's a right. <laughs> she's a former co-worker of Bob and Zip when we worked together in Boston. Her name is Karen Grace. She also worked in Seattle at a radio station called The Buzz and did Middays. Uh, so Spike may remember her too. Mm-hmm. Baby, if you've ever wondered. <laughs> anyway, she's uh, now she's a talk show host, and she, does, she did the thing I always found impossible to con- contemplate doing, which is a show all by yourself. Um, and I remember listening to Rush Limbaugh early on. I remember listening to were some of the other big talk shows? Well, Dr. Laura used to... Mark that. Levin! Mark Levin. Um, <laughs> Tom Likas. I would listen to all these people, and I, I, I would go, I could never... I would have to have someone to talk to. Because I could, if I just talk to myself, I will become immediately paranoid. <laughs> and I will freak out. I, you know, I just, I, I mean, I could keep the conversation going. It's just that I would sound crazier and crazier. <laughs> if if you recall, it. though, she was already sharpening her chops. She did the public, the live wire on Sunday morning. The public she affairs the, show. Yes, yeah. Right. So she yeah. was already doing it. And, and I, talk, I think she did news. Uh, she yeah, would she did. She for Lana or whoever. And she did mornings. She actually, um, I guess they fired. We're going to save this for when she's on. Yeah, they, yeah, they fired you and well. replaced you with yes. her, right? Yes. Yes. All and then she quit, <laughs> she and they hired you back. They hired me back, yeah. and then and I left literally like two weeks later. <laughs> withdrew, uh, and then you guys quit to go to another market. It's like, yeah, baby. It's if you've if ever you've wondered, wondered, wondered whatever became, became of me. <laughs> I'm on the air in this particular city this week, but not for long. <laughs> True okay. that. Well, that's the gypsy, gypsiness yeah. of the business. Radio gypsies. I'm voice tracking Ohio from Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's these stations, all they get is me. <laughs> that's an inside joke, Spike. You have to explain it. Oh, okay, I'm putting no. lots of people on the <laughs> sidewalk. <laughs> unemployed up and down the dial. <laughs> 
That is funny, dude. It's inside, but it's oh, funny. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, we have to explain. <laughs> yeah. There are still some great radio people on the air whom we love and respect. There are. Yes, mm-hmm. there are. But many, many, being... many radio shows now are piped into markets from out of town from people who basically voice 30 shows. They voice yeah. something and it goes on yep. like the, maybe 100 radio stations. Mm-hmm. Do a four-hour show in 40 minutes and then do eight of them a day. And as soon as they get the AI right, all those people will be out of work too. <laughs> <Yes. Yeah. laughs> oh, exactly. That yep. is an interesting exactly. thing because Ed has told us that people are actually using computers to do oh, voice yeah. work now. Oh, yeah. Does that sound any good? It's better than it was, but it's still it's still horrible. Okay. I, I, I bring a bias. You know that, though. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. Professional voice actor. I, I wouldn't ask you your opinion of ticks because I know that. You know. I, I, I'm not going to enjoy them. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So uh, don't hire a generic. Hire Ed Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, first, for things like real estate, I, I get it, but no. Yeah. So, Spike, uh, what's new in your world? You're working, right? Well, I, I, I have gotten a contracted job as a consultant, yeah. Okay. I, I am. But they're paying you, right? Yes, they are. Oh. <laughs> i got to give you the bell. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. Hey, Congratulations. Is it something Thanks. exciting you could tell us about? Are um, you- I've kind of, I've talked to you about it before. The, yeah. uh, it's the natural gas uh, problem. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm paid to fart. It's great. Um, <laughs> the... Uh, American dream. It's the, uh, the natural gas. The natural gas ban in Seattle. The the uh, local power utility companies and pipe fitters and everybody else is trying to rally around uh, educating the public that it's uh, eliminating the use of natural gas is not the solution. If, oh, you'll, so if, if you'll pardon a responsible spokesman with the opposing point of view, Bob, I'd like to weigh in on propane. Sure. <laughs> oh, God damn it, Bobby. <laughs> All right. So hold on. I'm just trying to make this clear for people who don't know so you're basically um a pr person for natural gas yes okay <laughs> I, got the, I got the sweetest most uphill job the roller skates are free the molasses <laughs> is supplied by the company it's going to be the, it's a big ass rock but i can get it up there but i i see natural gas as a great transitional product that's way greener than lots of other things and um in fact when we were in yeah. bangladesh uh, the vehicles uh, were fueled yes, by did. natural gas, and it cut way down on the air pollution. Am I helping absolutely. you with your job right now? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. The I problem is so. Se- Seattle's making this move without being without forethought, long term thought. What move are they making? Effect. They're, as of June, you can no longer build new c- commercial property and use natural gas to heat it. What? Or or run the uh, or on the appliances. What? And any 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 residential building over four stories. Why? Because they're trying to eliminate greenhouse gas. They want everybody to go to uh, hydroelectric power from the uh, Columbia River. Oh, okay. Except that that system's not built to take the weight of a third of the the, uh, power consumers jumping onto that grid. Did you have to get a... Did you have to get a MAGA hat to take this job? (laughs) Or do you just... No, I got this really cool fur thing with horns on the side. Maybe you see it. Okay. I'm the gas Sherpa now. Yeah. Because it's, it's, I mean, it is, um, you're getting behind big petroleum. Well, I told these guys when they, when they first approached me in February and said, look, this is what just happened in the city of Seattle. We want to try to educate the public and activate the public to keep this legislation from going to the outlying communities and other cities and all of the state of Washington. 
And I said, well, you've got an uphill battle because they've been making natural gas the boogeyman for 10 years. Hmm. You know, fracking has become just a, a four-letter word. And that's how you get natural gas. So, you know, you, you're, you're going to fight an uphill battle. Right. So right. they hired a PR company uh, that does ca political campaigns. And I'm going to be um, doing all of their interviews on radio and television. I'm going to be helping them create concept ads and write, uh, co write blogs, write uh, ad copy, and voice all their spots. So tell me then, because I don't know anything. I, I, I mean, I'm not an expert on anything. Tell me what, um, why natural gas is wonderful for the earth, plants, and other living things. Well, it's not. Okay, it's not thank at you. All. Good I, job. I, Excellent. 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 Wait, wait a minute. My, I just got an email. I'm fired. No. Yeah. Um, it's not, but you can't just cold turkey. That's like saying, you know, don't breathe polluted air, just stop breathing. Got it. Stopping breathing is not the answer. So it's more about how we do the transition than it is. Exactly. And what, are the, what is the downside of this Seattle thing? Is it going to overload our system? Are we, is Seattle going to be yes. like Texas where all your of a sudden- utility bills will skyrocket. Okay, Because the, the, the system is not built for, here's my, my first, we're in a meeting and I'm like, how about this for a TV spot? You picture a suburban house, picket fence, the cleavers live there. There's a mailbox out front. Here comes the mailman with a big thing. He puts, says power bill. He puts it in your mailbox and the whole mailbox tips over and lays on the ground. That's how big you're fucking. <laughs> okay. They're like, they're like, that's mean. I'm like, yes, that's, that's right. right. That's that was, well, if you don't <laughs> use you do fear uh, and drama, you're not going to get anybody's attention exactly these days. Right. That's right. You know, Bobby so and methane is a bastard gas. Remember that. <laughs> so, well, that's a, I, I mean, I, I guess that's a valid argument, but, um, meanwhile, the environmental lobbies have tried to, are, are working toward getting all these dams on the Columbia River taken down for salmon runs, right? Right, yeah. so the well, there's, dams there's are your... also, the environmentalists hate the dams because... Yeah. Yes, they do. Okay. The environmentalists then, hate anything uh, except for, like, um, you know, candles, right? Oatmeal. <laughs> oatmeal. I live and run my home on oatmeal. The whole house. Well, but I mean, Inside we got to be realistic. Too. Yeah. I mean, so even I electric started. cars, the electricity, a lot of times they burn coal to make the electricity, depending on That's where true. you are. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So, fascinating. I, you know, I have solar now. That's beautiful. Yeah, no. we put solar in our backyard. Two big... Uh, Farms? But what do you what, what do you do at night when you need lights? There's no well, sun. But huh? here's huh? Huh? and it's by stores. the way, uh, it's stores. I, kid, I, I know. I'm kidding. Come on. It, so no, I'm happy to answer any ridiculous <laughs> question. It's stores. Thank you. <laughs> because I didn't know nothing about solar. I I just thought you know I'm a geek. It would be cool. I didn't do it because um, you know I thought it would be. Um, I didn't do it immediately to be good for the planet. I did it to sort of support the idea. That mm -hmm. if we support this technology, it'll keep getting better and better. We hope. Because right now, um, electricity is made in a whole bunch of ways, and they're not all environmentally friendly. Nope. But what we did with our solar, we could have got batteries, but they're bad for the environment. Yeah, plus, plus, we're on the grid. So what we are is contributing to the grid. You're selling right. it back. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so they don't have to burn as much diesel or coal during the day because of all the people who are contributing to the grid. And at night, let the coal burn. <laughs> but you can't see the smoke at night. That's brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. But the, uh, in other words, it is doing a real thing. It is making electricity cost less uh, yeah. during the day. Uh, but there's still people that are against it. Um, and, you know, I get it. I get it. Um, I want an electric car.
I want to invest in shingles that are solar panels. That's what I That's want. That's coming. To do. That's, That's coming. Genius. I know. Yeah. That they're, really is. They're talking about that. They're even talking about you know paint. Um, yeah. Doing paint. all kinds of interesting things. Um, I saw something maybe five years ago. A company that had developed these tiles that are imagine the size of manhole covers, and they're um, like hexagonal in shape or octagonal in shape. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they build roadways out of them. Wow. And literally, you cover the roadways with these solar tiles. That's brilliant. That wow. collect power. So they don't generate a lot of electricity during rush hour when it's bumper to bumper. <laughs> but well, you, I'm talking about you know miles and miles of interstate yeah. highway in the middle yeah, of freaking sure. nowhere. Oh, no, it would work. It'd be great. Yeah, I mean, it's you, all you, coming. You know, the, they say the, you'd have to Nebraska. cover you'd have to cover a space the size of the city of Las Vegas with solar panels. Nebraska got good enough solar power. Power the whole country. Right, and if you put it on the freeways, right. then you're going to constantly have it. It's coming. It's coming. It's going to be slow. I was telling my I'm wife a, I'm today. I'm a firm believer. I'm a firm believer of the Star Trek mentality, which is that we are going to we're, we're going to figure things out before the planet goes to turds. Oh, I mean, that's OP is correct. I, you know, we we don't won't need money. They'll they'll make our own food. Blah blah blah. Everything's going to work out. Yeah. We're going to be okay. I just have that optimism. Might as well be optimistic. I'm fairly optimistic too. But we could also screw the whole thing up and and leave this stinking cesspool just in time. I um, said, we're at full warp speed. No, <laughs> there's no more lithium crystals. What the okay. hell are we gonna do? Um, did anybody, and Ed, you're in Detroit, did anybody have some thoughts about the Ford F-150 electric I, truck? I had, well, Joe came here, the, the president, and he drove one. And it goes like a raped ape. It's it's like zero to 60 in something about five seconds. You seem right awfully right? familiar with that. I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange but Here's the thing. I think Ford's going to put themselves out of business because, first of all, they're making them out of aluminum. They don't rust anymore. Right. And then they're going to power them with batteries so the engines won't won't die. Yes. I mean, what are they going to do? Well, it destroys, uh, Ed, Spike can speak to that. It destroys the business model of car dealerships. It does. Yeah. Well... Uh, no, people are still going to like new things. You know, pe- pe- people don't people don't drive a car until it falls apart. Yeah, but, yeah but, they really don't. <laughs> yeah, but Spike, didn't you tell me that the whole business model of a car dealership is like buying a printer, and then you have to keep coming back for the ink? That you yeah. buy the car, and you need oil changes. You need yep. fifteen thousand miles, thirty thousand miles, sixty thousand mm-hmm. miles, ninety thousand miles, tires, well, brakes. Well, except the, except the use usability. Um, factor of purchasing decisions has evolved and no one no one buys a car and drives it into it until it dies okay i mean no everybody wants a new car now every three years yeah they do and they wow. want to lease and it's yeah and, uh, and they'll lease exactly huh. and I, I think ford has has is going to end ford's going to put a lot of people out of business but none of them are going to be ford that's right. a lot of other people are going to be out of business <laughs> I, mean, I, I want I I to I I, I challenge you on that because you're you're living in Seattle, you're living in the Emerald City, <laughs> and my wow. newest car is seven years old or six years old, a 2015, six years old. We had it dropped off at Zip's house, and then my pickup truck is now nine years old. Ooh, and they still feel new to me. So um, <laughs> out here in flyover America, uh-huh. your statement about everybody wants a new car in three years just pissed me off. <laughs> well, Bob, I, you married the most frugal human God ever put on God's green earth. So I don't think you're a fair barometer of the other side of the coin. No, but my I, peeps, the people I live with here peeps. and identify with, I'm, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, de- 
Demi Lovato is non-binary. I'm non-city. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm. I, I seriously, I'm a hick in the country, and I, I hear you. They hear think you. it's wasteful, you people who lease cars for three years and then turn them in. They sell a lot know, of new trucks yeah. in the Midwest, Bob. Mm. Quick thought: I came, a, I come, came across an old Telegram Gazette, which is a local newspaper, and there were some ads in for one of my clients, Diamond. And they were selling, I can't remember exactly what model it was, but the new, the new vehicle warranties were one year or 12,000 yeah. miles, whichever yeah. comes first. That was the warranty on a, you know, an American built car brand right, new right. compared to now. So, you know, a vehicle with a hundred or 120,000 miles is, is still youthful. Yeah. They just don't youthful. break. Like well, um, ask any Tesla owner, and I know a few, and they can go three years. Without this, the car doesn't need any service. Don't pop the hood. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. to service. Don't, don't it's like to. a refrigerator motor. It just keeps yeah. running. <laughs> and uh, and so that does change the whole car business, at least the whole service center area. In fact, in Vermont, there is not a Tesla dealer. There is no Tesla. Tesla is not allowed in Vermont. You know why? Bernie? No. <laughs> no, Bernie would love Tesla. Of course he would. No, there's an, it's, there's an old law. Um, and, uh, what it, it's an old law, a statute that protects car dealerships and says that a car manufacturer cannot sell cars directly in the state of Vermont. And it was written to protect the car dealerships. And since Tesla doesn't have dealerships, everything you're buying that's, is direct oh, from that's Tesla. Right. That's right. The, uh, Tesla's not allowed in Vermont. Wow. Or as I we call it, law that said it law yeah. said if you don't put gas in it, it's a witch. Well, <laughs> 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 no, seriously, it's a big. I, I tell you, it's it's interesting. Here we have this show. Mm -hmm. I'm in Hooterville, Vermont. Mm -hmm. Ed's in Detroit. Spike's in the merry old land of Oz, Seattle, Washington. <laughs> and Zip is essentially in Boston, a suburb of Boston. And the cultures of all these cities. I mean, we have we all have the same, you know. We all have the same fast food restaurants. Yeah, but same, we're the Motor City, Bob. Yeah, and we have the Best Buys, and we have you know all of the big uh, businesses, and we buy everything we get from Amazon. But the culture of the people in all of these places is decidedly different. Agreed. That and really that opened up a whole topic. <laughs> no, I mean, like when I think of Seattle now, I think, God, that's a fairyland. Everybody there thinks everybody's rich. I mean, everybody's on the rat race treadmill. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how you make it in Seattle. And the traffic is terrible. And, you know, and then when I think of well, Detroit, I just think of a ghost town. Um, no, not anymore. Not, not anymore. Detroit. Really? Yeah. No, Detroit no, is having a resurgence now. A real right? nice comeback. Until the pandemic. I was going to say the same thing. Nothing, nothing in the last year has been anything near normal. Yeah. Seattle's not what you, what you think it is. There's no traffic. I mean, there's some, it's, it's coming back a little bit, but it's never going to come back to what it was before the pandemic. Never, we're never, never you, man. I thought you were the optimist. <laughs> well, but, but I'm, what I'm saying is we're never going to have 100% occupancy in office buildings. Yeah. We're never going to have the traffic volume we had before the pandemic. We're going to have four-day work weeks at the most. We're going to have two-day work weeks for a lot of people. You think Becoming so? France. I do. Wow. I think they figured out that people can work remotely and be efficient, which was yeah, a myth that, that, is, they, that couldn't happen. It's the future, yeah. They're going to have minimal in-face contact. 
People are going to share spaces and co-let spaces. You know, two days a week, it's this. Two days a week, it's that. Right. Okay. Out here, out here in Hooterville, uh-huh. <laughs> not much has changed. <laughs> you bitty city slickers. I mean, the one thing that has changed is a doctor wants to telemedicine you once in a while. And they charge uh, the same amount for a 30-minute phone call. Obscene. Totally obscene. I did one 30-minute telemedicine visit with a um, Dartmouth-Hitchcock headache clinic specialist about my Lyme, which they refused to even acknowledge that I had. And Lisa and I took a bet. Like, how much is that going to cost? Yeah. Take Who a guess. Won? Who won? 600 I think 500 bucks, yeah. 500 yeah. Yeah. And That's I thought... Whew, what? And it was and it was a useless call. It was like, yeah, I, I really don't do well taking that medication. So too many side effects. So I'm just not going to take it. Okay, mm. <laughs> that's it, man. So you're you're complaining that it was more than it, or it was the same as it would have been in, a, in an office visit. Is that what you're? Well, in an office visit, she could at least look at me like she cares. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. but on a at a telemedicine call. Um, I, really, the person could be selling me a better long-distance plan. It doesn't really... <laughs> it just doesn't feel like a medis, medical visit. I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, they say that uh, medicine at some point soon could end up being algorithms... On your smartphone. And robots that you're not... Like, kind of like they're replacing Ed's voice work with, with just artificial intelligence. You could actually be talking to a bot doctor... Careful how you say that. <laughs> That's bot with an O. Bot yes. doctor. Um, that other thing that you've still got to go in. Butt doctor, huh? You got to go into that. All right, Did you go with a smaller finger there, Doc. I appreciate that. Thank you. Take the ring That's off. Great. Take right. the ring off too. Yeah. We uh, teased this Summa earlier nice. on the show. Um, a, a coworker and compatriot of Bob and Zip, uh, several years back, by several I mean decades. Uh, was Karen Grace. She was a midday host at a radio station we worked at in Boston, WAAF. She also worked out in Seattle uh, at uh, a station called The Buzz, uh, and she did middays there for a while. I think she also spent a bunch of time in Minneapolis. She's a seasoned veteran talk show host, and uh, she started listening to the podcast and wrote me a very nice note, and I completely forgot to call her back. And then uh, I talked about her on the podcast, and I went, that's rude of me. at least you know uh so we chatted and uh she's hooked up a microphone and she's she's here with us now ladies and gentlemen veteran radio talk show host karen grace karen hello and thank you so much for that lovely introduction (laughs) poorly planned planned and poorly executed but you're welcome oh my god (laughs) yeah Uh, am i too loud no, no you sound just perfect great. this is oh, great okay, great okay and, that, well, and it's, it's so nice to be with all you guys it's, it was just great hearing everybody again after dec- decades good guy that sounds so long ago but yeah. you know we still look as good so that's okay it's all <laughs> yeah. that matters Absolutely. how did you find the podcast i don't know i think i found it on facebook Zuckerberg knew that we all knew each other and we worked together. 
No, that, well, that's not that far off. No, no not at all. Yeah. No, no, seriously, I think I saw an ad for it on Facebook. You were, or you were running what you were doing, and I'm like, Bob and Zip are back together again? And then there was Ed Kelly, and I'm like, I don't know who Ed Kelly is, but I learned quickly that you're the monster of voiceovers. And then there was a new addition to the team that I hadn't heard of, but apparently it was excellent talent named Spike. And so I thought, this is just great. Um, and I, so I started listening to hear snippets here and there. I, I couldn't make it entire hours all the time but what i heard it was just very funny and it was so good to hear um you know seasoned voices again and hear something that's not poisoned politics all the time um i'm the first one by the way to 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 definitely take a swipe at joe biden and and start going crazy on the progressive liberals i i'm and i'm sort of an alex jones person i you know yeah. i'm kind of a nutball but um but i really loved but your way, content. way to way to lead with the lead by the way That's very <laughs> yeah, good. i know yeah. I, I i just i i i liked your content i thought it was good it was interesting it was different and that's what you're striving to do tell stories that are um, I hope hopefully entertaining and um, something a little different than you're going to get when you're getting scrolling sickness going through scrolling Yahoo. Scrolling sickness, yeah. <laughs> it's like seasickness. <laughs> and and yeah. Karen, um, you know, we do talk politics, but I like to think we do it differently because first off, uh, all of us are slightly different. And if we don't have someone different, I'll play the devil's advocate. In this right. case, you could just come on as the devil, so that'd be fantastic. <laughs> but, I could be. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, look, it, 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 this whole uh, everyone's the enemy of the other side thing, It's I just don't buy it. I think, it's, uh, I think we're all being used uh, to create clickbait and to dramatize ourselves. Um, and I think the world more or less plods along... Um, as it does with, unfortunately, the same issues don't get fixed no matter who's in power. And uh, anyway, it's nice to have a token. We've got a token female and a token conservative in one shot. No kidding. That, and, and the interesting thing about me is that for all those years of talk that I did, I was really, um, I'm more libertarian than anything else. I'm, I'm fiscally conservative, and I tend to think philosophically liberal. That's uh, sort of how it goes, but not here. Here, that's me long. too, by the way. That's, that's I mean, where, yeah, that's why. You know, that's kind of where I've always laid my tracks. But so. when I was in talk radio, um, again, that was in the '90s and some in the 2000s, and. Um, there were very few women in talk radio, first of all. Mm -hmm. And second of all, sexism was just horrible. The Me Too movement would have had a field day with me <laughs> and everybody else. And thirdly, it was, um, it's, and it still is, predominantly conservative radio. So I used to get hired because I was the token liberal on mm -hmm. an all uh, lineup that was uh -huh. conservative. And that's how I got work. I didn't get it because I was good. I got it because I was liberal. No, I'm just kidding. But, right. it, you know, I mean, seriously, <laughs> that's, that was my, uh, that was so they my thought you were, card you, into the yeah, fame. They thought you were liberal, but you're not really. You're a libertarian. So, yeah. um, all right. We uh, talked ahead of time about some topics we might discuss tonight. Mm -hmm. And we picked two. One is Demi Lovato, oh, and the please. other is Bill Gates. Sure. Which one do you want to go with first? Oh, let's go with Demi. All right, let's, and let's have you set it up. Tell us what the story is. 
Because this is what you did. You, you do this very well. Because this is, first of all, you got to start with Demi. <laughs> Demi started a fire brand in New England, predominantly in New England, and then it went all over the country because um, of a comment that she made and a very popular uh, radio personality by the name of Matt Siegel, who's been in the Boston market for 40 years and has quite a bit of quite a following. In fact, you competed against him. Zip competed against him. Drew and I competed against him and doing mornings, although they were doing dance music and we were doing rock and roll. No, no, no. But, but, this, I, but I know I, I so know who Maddie in the morning is that I, when I'm in Boston, I listen to him. And by the way, he was old when I was young yeah, and yeah. I'm retired and he's right. and he's still doing teeny bopper radio. So right. uh, that's strange. But but before we talk about his protest, tell me something about Demi Lovato. I I, I don't know what she well, is. She's a singer, right? Demi Lovato is a singer. Okay. She's an entertainer. She's been around for a while. Um, the last four or five years, it came out that she was bipolar. It okay. came out that she was an alcoholic. And she okay. was also addicted to opioids and narcotics and heroin. And she had a hell of a track record. Mm. And so her whole thing When you is, say track record, you're not being, you're not making a double. <laughs> not the I arms, am. No. She had them all over <laughs> okay. the place. Okay. She said her big claim to fame was that, yes, she's beautiful, pretty and everything, but she wanted to be, quote unquote, transparent about her journey back to health. Well, rock and roll, you know, I'm all yeah. for that because there's too many people that hide their mental illness, that don't talk about it, that don't share what the what struggles they go through. And it can be very helpful to hear it from an entertainer yeah. or a celebrity or something like that. So everything is fine. So the first thing we hear is that Demi Lovato quit drinking. Well, a rock and roll, that's great. The second thing was she went to rehab. She got off of opioids. She was off of all the drugs, off of the heroin. Wait a she minute. So seeing- okay, just to clarify, she quit drinking, but the opioids weren't a problem at that point. Like she was- oh, they were. She was no, on but everything I mean, she, all at once. Let's take her the drinking first, but let's continue with the heroin. Is that what she was doing? <laughs> well, she was still doing heroin. Yeah. She was like an Amy Winehouse worse right. times okay. 10. Okay? okay. This is like, this is how bad off. She was on everything. Okay. Then she had anorexia nervosa and bulimia, which is where you have eating disorder problems. And she's addressing those now. But the final thing was that she said... She and she's been on, and meanwhile, she's getting off all these drugs. She's cleaning up. She's going out, singing again, doing the Star Spangled Banner for some. Let's give her a. Let's give her a a little clap. Well, wait. She says about two months ago, I'm California sober. Now, there's no such thing as California sober. (laughs) That means I just smoke a little weed, and I can handle that. Sure. And. Yesterday on Doctor um, on Wendy Williams' show, her talk show, Doctor Drew was there as a guest, and I just caught it because he was so interesting because he spent eleven years plus as a person who's worked with people with mental illness and addiction. And he said, you know, you can't do that. It's going to eventually catch up with you because it triggers your brain. By the way, Dr. Drew, for for people who don't know, Dr. Drew's the guy whose celebrity rehab show killed several people. So, I'm sorry, go on. Okay. (laughs) Well, um, so essentially we're talking about addiction, which affects the dopamine receptors 
and the serotonin receptors in the frontal lobe of the brain. And that's also where bipolar problems are. And we're talking about someone who is an alcoholic or has a mental illness, basically has a chemical imbalance in the brain. And that's what By the way, be uh, you notice at. that me and Zip and Spike, we're all being very silent right now? Yeah, because I know none of you drink anymore. Okay. Well, and I, and because I, we feel I, like we're in a meeting and we're just letting you share and we're waiting for I'm just enjoying the coffee and playing with my chip in my hands. It's all good. No, and I and I quit too, you know, a long time. I quit right. almost 20 Ed years is, ago. Ed is, by the way, doing quick vape Pits while he's uh, listening to us. Okay. Actually, I have all So, so anyhow, and by the way, what, what you said about um, how I, I'm glad you acknowledged this. It's useful for people to see their celebrities and the people they look up to or artists they admire share their you know getting sober. It's useful for to, for them to share their struggles, but they can overshare too. But I mean. I remember when Steven Tyler went into rehab was, well, let's just put it this way. It was a year before I was going into rehab. And I was like, what? Steven Tyler? <laughs> it's like, it's just, yeah. And yeah. Did, did it influence me? Yes. I was like, wow, if he could do it, he's just about anybody could. Too bad he didn't get to Belushi in time. So, uh, right. so, so far this is all good. But then what happens? Then she came out yesterday morning and said, Today is a day I'm so happy to share more of my life with you all. I am proud to let you know that I identify as non-binary and will be officially be changing my pronouns to they, Ugh. them, moving forward. Okay. And I'm now, like, before you go, well, hold on, before you give your reaction... Um, I have no idea. I, I did read it, read about it, but I had no idea what that even is. Oh, so, I didn't either. So please, can does anybody, before you say, Karen, because I know yeah. you do homework, we don't. Um, anybody know what non-binary is? They don't identify with a specific uh, gender uh, or uh, either orientation. Sex. Yeah, But right. it's not the same as bi, like it could go either no. way. Yeah. Does no. it mean they I, don't? Yeah, with both. Yeah. Or both. So if they're yeah. both, they're bi, right? Yes. Well, by, by means you you will have you will have relations with either, oh. or you buy your relations. But does non-binary mean no relations with anybody? No, it means relations with everybody and anything. <laughs> but Probably that's any bi animal. or tri or quad or she, in Seattle had, it would be quad, no. right, Spike? But, quad, double tall quad. Yeah. yeah. Didn't didn't the Native non, Americans have like thirteen different? They just or 50, 15 they just don't the. The non-binary means that they just don't identify as male or female. So she may feel like a female one day. She may feel like a male one day. Okay. She may feel, and 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 it, and it also is a, it's not doesn't have to do with having sex because oh. she can have she can feel like a female one day and have sex with a woman. She can feel like a male the next day and have yeah. sex with a woman. So it really doesn't being the sex part it's identifying as what you are okay which is psychologically she, rather than physically 
right? Yeah, psychologically, yeah. which is okay. With, you know, and yeah. let me just let me tell you a couple of things here, ladies and gentlemen. I have had some great <laughs> interviews with schizophrenics in my lifetime, and I w- interviewed a woman with twelve personalities in wow. one body, wow. and like to me, this it's non-binary. You don't know if you're a man or a woman. This sounds like a screwed-up schizophrenic who doesn't know who or what she is. It sounds so off the wall. And I thought, God, the schizophrenic that I interviewed with the 12 personalities at least knew who she was and who she wasn't. And she was able to switch like Ed Kelly would be jealous trying to do voices <laughs> like because this woman could do 12 voices in a in a minute and and be st- and still keep, you know, calm and know what she was doing. All right. All so, right. We've set it up really well now. So right. a radio host whom we know and is legendary. He's been on the air for 40 years in Boston. Maddie in the morning is on the air. And by the way, he's um, he's not a this is not a political thing because he was anti-Trump on Kiss. That's and right. now and this is him being anti-woke, as he says. Mm. So uh, so this is just him goofing around. But he quit on the air. Tell the story. He quit on the air because he was. Ha- he said, for the first time in a long time, I was on a roll, and I was just having fun with it, and I was really enjoying what I was saying. And sure, we were making jokes, but it wasn't anything. And all of a sudden, I got a call from my boss who said, stop talking about her. Stop talking about this subject right now. All right, side ba- said, sidebar on this. How many of us in this room have <laughs> had a call during our show from the program director saying, Stop talking about what you're talking about right now. Karen, you've had it, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Do, you rem- do you remember? Oh, yeah. What I was, was talking about God. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Spirituality. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There was a story that I obviously had tied it in with. Um, I, this is when I was in Minneapolis, and there was something going on. Uh, that had to do with a man who thought, you know, that he had witnessed a miracle and it was a big story and everybody was talking about it. And I thought, well, wow, well, let's go for it. You know, okay. what do people really think? So I started Spike talking it. about God and I got cut off. Uh, did you change this? You did what you were told, right? Because you were getting paid. I, yeah, I, I'm not Maddie with 40 years under my belt. Yeah, I was in Minneapolis yeah. there with one year under my belt. <laughs> so you and had so to shut up. Okay. Yeah. Spike, he, uh, has but anyone he ever wa- looked- He didn't call me, by the way. He walked in while I was talking on oh, the air. Man. Walked wow. in the studio and interrupted me on the air and said, stop talking. It was unbelievable. Never happened wow. before. That was pretty bad. Right, that's probably the best one of all of us. Uh, Spike, has anyone rudely told you not to talk about what you're talking about except me? No, just you. <laughs> just <Okay>. you. <laughs> no, you know, we, we, we were blessed that we had program directors that let us do what we wanted to do. And the right But then era. again, we, we, we did a very, very safe show. We didn't do a controversial talk show. Are you kidding? It would not be safe now, Kelly. I'm oh, sorry. Spike, kidding. Spike we kidding. did a nude outdoor festival every year with 2,000 people. I we would. talked that's, about that's fine, but don't we talk talked about, about every kind of sex you could have. We did it. We even did a song that. called "Drop the Soap" about if you're in prison, you deserve what happens to you. <laughs> we did a we did a song called "What If God Smoked Cannabis," right? Yes, we did that. <laughs> yeah, no, I go we, back over had, the stuff we did now, and uh-huh. uh, if, I yeah. would say a full thirty percent of it would get you fired. 
Oh yeah, I, I, I don't I don't I don't argue that point at all. Okay. But my point was our program directors let us do whatever we wanted to do, and trusted us to know that our our points of view and our com- comedic attempts would be inclusive. Um, whenever we you know and you know that's true. Whenever we did anything, it was an inclusive brand of humor. Mm-hmm. We didn't make fun of people. We made fun with people. I love Gen- rewriting I history. I am buying what you you're selling. It sounds. You don't think that's how how we view things? <laughs> no, I listen to old stuff we did, and I go, "Oh my god!" Um, but mm. but in the context of the time, it was not outrageous. Zip, did you ever get uh, told to stop talking about what you're talking about? Just uh, just by Cindy Slater one time. All right. Uh, just, oh, I remember. No, no, we, I, it was a, we played a parody. Well, two yes. things. Hark the hair-lipped angels. That guy. <laughs> yeah. Hark the hair-lipped angels. Rapper. Sing. And don't finish it. Yes. Stop. It stop. It was terrible. Come on. It was terrible. I, and by the way, that's a perfect example. I cannot believe that I did that. Yeah. I'm ashamed. Yeah, that was rough. That, that was pretty ugly. It really was. And yet we <laughs> thought it was great. And, and, and Atlantic Records signed us with Twisted Christmas. And when we walked in, um, the I never forget Margot, who was like the head of the label Atco that had us on. She was like, "I just need you to lose the Hark the Herald Angels one." <laughs> <laughs> and she was right. Yeah, of course she was right. But Zip, no one would ever complain about you. You know why? I have no idea why. You know why? Oh, <laughs> Zip's the nicest guy in the world. So okay. Uh, so before we get to Maddie, uh, Ed, your last, do you ever get thrown off the air in the middle of something? You know, it's funny. You should just play that uh, Drake Chenault jingle. I had a program director that went batshit on me because I did a big eight send up. I went on, it's 20 minutes before the hour. This is Ed Kelly CKLW 2020 News. You know, if you're there when news happens, blab it to the big eight on the confidential big eight. And I used the real big eight Drake Chenault jingle. And my PD rang the hotline. He said, do you have any idea how much that could cost this radio station? <laughs> and just lost it. Narcoleptic Ed, live from Detroit. (laughs) Call that a parody. What a lunatic. So, all right. So, and by the way, since you talked to me about this, Karen, I did a bunch of reading about Maddie and what he did. And he was joking about her. Um, It doesn't sound like he said anything really terrible. Um, No. He really was just joking about her. He... Like he didn't say, I, I, that's a, what's the exact? Quote no, he here? actually he didn't joke. He wasn't. He was on a roll joking before that, and then they got to Demi Lovato. And how as I see it played out by what he said, frankly, I t- in a hundred percent agreement with him, and I think most parents would be. He said that I am troubled by her announcement, and I am frustrated with the station's direction. He said, "Listen, I'm against the binary thing, and I think." She is a troubled woman, and a lot of young people are taking her seriously, and it bothers me. She might create a binary, fo- a non-binary following, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, you know, yeah. They, so is she binary or non-binary? She's non-binary. She, okay. But he was talking about the binary thing. I don't even binary think he, means you choose one or the other, a man or a woman, and non-binary is I'm going to be whatever I feel like today. I think I'm getting it now. Yeah, I think so. It's so ridiculously hard, and I it's like I don't understand. I don't personally understand this woman at all, and I think that what she is saying is kind of 
lunatic and and she's and everybody is all the woke left is loving her because she's being transparent and all the rainbow freaks are out there oh damn could you say that a little and, a little louder for narcoleptic ed he didn't hear you okay when he yeah about the sure woke uh, <laughs> just, just don't say you know, I mean, i'm just like I, you yeah. know it, it, he he said we were just having fun with it my boss called me and said i crossed the line and i said you know if they didn't want to let me talk about what i'm thinking about anymore I'm not going to talk at all. And so he dropped the mic and he left. Yeah. He said, "It's." I want to say That's to all it. my listeners, I love you. It's been a yep. hell of a run. I think it's coming to an end. And an hour before the show, he said, Maddie out, and he left. Oh, boy. Which, by the way, there's two. I, I, I disagree with you, Karen, but that's okay. I don't have. That, that makes us people. Um, I, I don't care if she identifies as a salamander. Really. Yeah. <laughs> nothing to me. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was disappointed in Maddie because, well, I, I, I was disappointed, but I also, he's making millions of dollars. He obviously wants to do it for as long as he can. Mm-hmm. Um, but he quit, but then he, he like, his wife was like, get back there and make some money. Exactly. <laughs> She's no dumbass. Yeah. She's like, what are you going to quit over Demi Lovato? Your whole yeah, 40 yeah. years over this one? You're the dummy Lovato. <laughs> over a dummy non-binary? What? No and, way. And so he walked off and made big news. Twitter, news, national news for 24 Newsweek. hours. Yeah. And then, uh, and because the monologue was recorded and put on Twitter... It, you know, it went uh, pretty crazy. Nuclear. He came back and he didn't apologize. In fact, he said he won. He said he had snapped the previous day, which is a non-apology apology. Mm-hmm. And he said, of course, I talked to my wife about it. I talked with the company and the company said, please don't quit. <laughs> right. <laughs> they say it. I have total support from them and freedom to say what I want. We're Right. And so he said, I kind of won that battle. And he came back. And he did. And he was on this morning. And there you go. And yeah. so lucky for Maddie that he has that kind of clout in the market and that he is as celebrated and has his numbers are as good as they are. He was right. able to, to say what he wants. You know, but boy, I wish I had that luxury. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I never had that luxury to come back the next day and go, you know, hey, these assholes wouldn't let me talk about <laughs> prostitution <laughs> and legalizing. It. Well, I mean, you know, and here's yeah. another case where, where I, I am going to bring it up really quickly, but okay. um, when we were all, you know, we were all uh, take it pulled out for one reason or another and taken off the air or we were yelled at, I swear that women get it more than guys do because mm. I got I got fired over doing a topic that my male my male um, afternoon guy was a syndicated guy and the guy had done it was a show on legalizing prostitution. Are you talking about are you talking about Tom Likas? Tom Likas. Yeah, Tom my Lycus. friend my friend BJ got fired over doing a topic that Tom Likas did too. So it's not really? just women. It's just uh, if you're a big huge national host, mm-hmm. they sort of look the other way. Right. And if you're a local person, they sort of see you as disposable if you don't have massive ratings. Right. But you've got to get there. You've got to get the you've got to get the it going. You've got to get the fire in yes. the belly to get the numbers to grow. Mm, and that's right. what they could never see. So yeah. I ended up calling that PD a sexist jerk. And then I called oh. you all. 
because I knew I was moving. Bye bye. You called the PD a sexist jerk? Like not on the not on the air. On the air. To, no, no, in oh. the office after. Oh. I just walked in and said, You're a sexist jerk. Like us did it yesterday. I localized it today. I had the top prostitute in Seattle in my studio. I had phones hotter than hell. I had okay. this woman that came dressed as a CEO. She looked unbelievable. It was a min- it was a great show. And then the happiest I'd day of my wife's life, by the way. I really, really <laughs> want to thank you, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so... So, that was how the end you, of that. How, she was the top um, lady of the evening. See, yeah, I'm I so, picked... I'm so I, Catholic. I made sure we went to a very good escort service so we could talk about cleanliness <laughs> and safetyness and, and sex yeah. and all things in the right way. Great numbers, great... We had... And my, my target at that point was males 18 to 34. Yeah, that was what Perfect. that station was all about. You were That's doing exactly, exactly right. what they wanted, right? Radio for yeah, guys. That was their they're program. also Bonneville, which is Mormons. And I I, that's what must have been the glitch there. Somebody didn't like a local yeah, angle on yep, it. Because yep. Lycus had done it for four hours the day before me. Right. But again, so, Lycus is... I have boobs. I guess I don't count. Okay. I think there's probably, look, I'm not saying there isn't a woman aspect, but Lycus was also, they had deniability because he's out of the market and they didn't hire him. They carry his show, right? Which is a little different than this is our local personality. But either way, I'm sure he was a sexist pig. Is somebody I know? He was a sexist Uh, pig who made a lot of money. Tom Clendenning. Um, I I don't, yeah, I've heard of him. I I don't know him personally. But, um, you know. He's not on my Facebook friend page. <laughs> <laughs> and now we know why. <laughs> Radio. All right. Sexist. So uh, topic number two. We won't have time. to. Uh, we got about 10 minutes, so I don't know how, okay. how deep we'll get in this. And everyone will have something to say about this because from time to time we talk about Bill Gates. I kind of buy into or have bought into the positive narr- narrative about Bill and Melinda and I'm not entirely ready to shove it out the window just yet, but I have to say, I'm disappointed. You know how you like when, like, instead of getting mad, I'm just, I'm just really disappointed uh, that Bill Gates um, is, you know, has had man uh, marriage. You can just stop there. Has is a man. Bill He's Gates a was man. a man. He, yeah. did, he well, did what men do. Not all men know? do it, and and some men dabble and then go to rehab and get much better. Hmm. The room got real quiet. Well, <laughs> I'm, what do you want me to say? I mean, well, this is a guy who took vacations with his ex for 10 years. You know, they go away for a weekend at the beach and then all this other nonsense comes out. And then finally we get the we get the last clincher, which is where the Microsoft board, you know, was investigating him for an yeah. affair that he had. Uh, that came out in 2019, but was with one of his co-workers at Microsoft that he had been having for years. And mm-hmm. before the investigation was complete, Bill Gates got off the board very conveniently. The yeah, guy is, a, I didn't think he's a scumbag. You know, I'm sorry. He's brilliant. He's rich. He, he's ugly. And <laughs> I, I don't know how any woman would want to be with him. See, I, this even is how you get an audience to talk radio, by the way. You've got to inflame people. Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, however, uh, and I just read, uh, because I knew you were a little anti-Bill Gates, um, but I'm reading his book about climate change, 
I have watched uh, what the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has done, and their work is so important. And they piss off people, uh, by the way, in charitable organizations because they run their charity like a business and they require people to prove performance and to prove improvement over time instead of just giving away the money. Plus, no matter what you do, if you give away money and if you're a billionaire, a whole bunch of people are going to say you're doing it wrong. So, uh, but again, you know, he, it turns out he's human is, I mean, that's the, you know, he's, he's done stuff lots of people have done. He's paying a price for it. He can afford whatever it costs. But um, I'm disappointed. I, I mean, this, uh, who gives away you know, they're entire that they've given away already fifty billion in this hit piece I read said, and they've only given one point seven billion for pandemic prevention. How terrible of them. And I'm like, dude, do you even know what one point seven billion dollars is? You know. Right. Um, I'll I'll, wa- well, I'll it's wait. One point seven more than the church leaders are given. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh so anyway, so I have mixed feelings about it, but uh, but I have to admit, Karen. Like you were the other day when we were talking, you were like, he's turning out to be pretty creepy. And then I started reading. I'm like, oh, no. You know, he is creepy. What next? Well, I'm sorry, but anybody who hangs out with Jeffrey Epstein for business meetings, I mean, Bill Clinton was there, too. They were all there. I did not hang out with Jeffrey Epstein. Right. Right. I mean, there was a nice country club Jeffrey Epstein had going on, and Giselle mm. Maxwell was doing a nice job of getting all the girls in for all those guys. So I could even over, just his sex aside, who cares about where he puts his penis, okay? I don't even care. The things that are so weird about this guy are the synthetic beef that he wants us to start eating, and he well, wants right, to talk create. talk to me about that, because I, I, I don't know anything about synthetic oh, beef. Oh, my God. He wants... He's, Sounds he's great, talk- though. I would eat them if uh, scientists said they were good. Yeah. No, I'm, gonna, it's, I'm claiming it's, it as a band name, synthetic beef. <laughs> synthetic beef. <laughs> claiming it. Great band name. He basically wants to uh, us to start the the poor people to eat real meat and the rich people to eat synthetic meat because it will reduce carbon emissions from the livestock. And oh. for Africa and other poor countries, he wants to use animal genetics to dramatically raise the amount of beef permissions for them. But for weirdly, for the U.S. livestock, because we're so productive here, the emissions per pound of beef are dramatically less than emissions per pound in Africa. And as part of the foundation's work, they want to take the benefit of the African livestock, which means they can survive in heat and cross the monstrous productivity on the meat side and the milk side of the elite okay. beef lines. I'm Googling. Then, hold on a second. I got, you got to, you're, uh, by the way, you have too much preparedness for me. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to find synthetic beets and there's no stories about them. Um, what are synthetic beets? Synthetic beef, beef. Oh, beef. beef. Oh, he wants. See, in Bob, other words, people, Scott, people won't eat real beets, Bob. Who the fuck's gonna eat right. synthetic beets? Come on. To Farmers, the, I, here I am. I, right. I got the drama now. <laughs> Farmers fume as scientists beef up efforts to put cultured meat. Well, let's cancel cultured meat. Yeah. Sorry. Huh? Right. And then. He thinks that we should put spray sulfate particles into the lower stratosphere to cool down our planet and offset the effects of climate change and cool down the planet. 
So most people freeze to death in extreme cold weather as opposed to die of heat-related causes when Mm. it's hot. And uh, I don't know how he's going to control that, but that is the most incredibly ridiculous thing I've ever heard other than non-binary. The researchers suggest that jets Mm. flying 12 miles up would complete over 60,000 missions in 15 years exceeding the clouds starting with a fleet of eight and moving to a hundred planes and by the way here's the thing when i hear stuff like that i don't know i don't know i I would have to i would i don't want to live in a cloudy do you like clouds do you want to live in a bunch of cloudy Uh, we lived in seattle and 30 years and i hated it (laughs) like that's very good Um, i drank a bottle of wine every night in seattle Bill Gates says rich nations should shift entirely to synthetic beef. That is controversial. I love that. He could do a talk show with that kind of stuff. Um, But uh, we'll need energy breakthroughs. He's sort of right in a way, though. We're we're screwing up the planet with our energy use really fast, and we've got to do something. Right. Well, he's also bought 224,000 acres of land in this country. He owns land in 19 states. To me, that's a little scary. It sounds like a little dictator who's like buying land in all parts of the United States that they can do what they want with it. Well, what are they going to do with it? What's he going to do with it? Ever since 2016, I've been a little more leery of dictators, so I'll give you that one. But still, We're going to make wrong shirts. That's what we're going to do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, interesting, interesting. So, um, I'm, I'm, you know, he's doing lots of good stuff. I, I hear these arguments against him, but I'd have to, I'd have, have to actually. They're they're very um, dramatic statements. I've got to research some of them. We're going to pick this up next week. Okay. Well, Owner. I got this out of. Uh, I like this this. Um, I like this website. It's called thehayride.com. The hayride dot com. They have they have very interesting articles on all kinds of fun things, and that's where I got a lot of my stuff on Bill Gates for this. I'm gonna look for it. They obviously don't like Bill Gates. Well, the uh, name of the article was "At what point do we realize Bill Gates is dangerously insane?" So probably not. <laughs> no, probably not that much. <laughs> right. Karen, thank you. Uh, we're we're so typically hear your voice. We're typically Karen. a liberal <laughs> echo chamber here, so I uh, you're you're going to have some really big fans. Thank you very much, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Karen Grace, yes. thank you very old much. Friend. Nice and, uh, to see. Nice thank you. We did a little inside talk, but uh, we'll get to more. We'll have you back as a regular, and that's about it. For this week, um, hey, with the Demi Lovato thing, made me feel like an Almond Joy commercial was in there. Sometimes I feel like a nut, <laughs> sometimes you don't. Peter Paul, Almond Joy's got nuts. Peter Paul, Mel's don't. Demi Lovato, don't. Hey, like I said, I don't care. You guys don't care what she is, right? I got a cousin who's binary, so or non-binary. Oh, so. you have someone you have to refer yes, to I as do. They, someone I love. And, and was it odd now, for you? Of course, of course, it's uncomfortable for me. But no. that's what you know. Her happiness is way more important yeah. to me than how it affects me. Okay. Yeah. You know, who, the, who the fuck am I to tell my cousin that she doesn't fit into my parameters of what normal is? Yeah. It'd make it me makes uncomfortable her happy, too. It makes her I, feel cool. But Great. it wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't. Bother. What's the hardest part today? is to separate the fake news from the real news. That's the hardest part for me. I posted something the other day, and it was a really nice piece about how we should all get along, and if you don't want to get the vaccine, I respect you and enjoy it. And by the way, 
you know, whether or not you've been vaccinated is your own business. If anybody asks you, you don't have to tell them. Well, turns out legally that's not true in certain situations. So someone, and it was just one of those cut and paste nice things that I put on Facebook. And I went, it was good intentions, but there was just a hint of bullshit in it. And I had to go back and, you know, I, I hate that. I, I um, You really wrote that? I thought your account got hacked. That's funny. Uh, my sister posted it and I cut it and pasted it because I thought it was nice. And I'm not... I, I'm not convincing anybody to get a vaccine, although I will say this. My maple syrup pal, Hank, I hope he, he doesn't mind. He says I can talk about him anytime. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, I have lots of conservative friends, and, I, and it's important to me to maintain those friendships. I don't believe in disliking people for their political beliefs. I really don't. I think we have to get beyond that. So it's awfully evolved, Bob. I, yeah, I'm <laughs> He's woke. setting a high bar. Yeah. Yeah. That's what woke should be, by the way. But that yeah. ain't what woke yeah. is. No. Anyway, so I uh, the other day he texted me a photo of him with his Pfizer vaccine card. Ah, uh-huh. and he was never an anti-vaxer, but he was leery of it. Mm-hmm. And I just said, I'm really proud of you. And I didn't try to talk him into it. I said, Hey, I'll give you numbers. You know, the 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 odds of getting you know, noticeably sick with the vaccine, really tiny. The odds of going to the hospital, almost, almost nothing. And then the odds of dying, you know, you're, you're in yeah, more danger. Almost non-existent. When you're, yeah, when you're in your car. It's something like 0. 0.7 in a million, I think, was a, st- a stat I read the other. But the stats change every day. That's why I don't want to say it. So, But it's small. And so I was just, I was just so jazzed he did it and, you know, I don't believe in, and then I got, we go to this chiropractor and they're really, Lisa calls it weeby jeeby. They're, you know, they believe in the healing power of believing in themselves. Weeby jeeby. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a Vermont expression and, to me. And I said something about, well, we're fully vaccinated. We're like, we would never get vaccines. And, and I went, all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not going it's not, uh, if someone, it's I sort of treat it like alcoholism. If someone wants to know how I got sober, I'll be happy to tell them. But I'm not going to say you should put down that drink; it's bad for you. It's just the philosophy of uh, you know, live and let live and respect. I tell you, I got no respect at all. You know, these days I have <laughs> sex you. and stick the same way. Very rare. Very right. rare. So, uh, we'll, uh, and by the way, thank you folks. Uh, sorry we were unable to do the show on Tuesday. You can reach us anytime. Show at bobandzip.com. Spike, thank you. My pleasure. Zip and Ed. No God problem. Bless. God bless. No. We could talk about God on this show, by the way. Let's talk about the devil. <laughs> Him too. All are welcome. Remember this golden classic. Of yesteryear just for you. If God had long hair and a goatee, and if his eyes were pretty glazed, if he looked spaced out, would you buy his story? And yeah, yeah, God looks fake.
Maybe he sits and smokes a bone